Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear. I'm Susan Larison Dans, and today is Saturday, August 19th, 2023. If you attempted to listen to last Saturday's show, um, there were, as I know, a number of um, Blog Talk radio hosts discovered early in the week, um, some technical difficulties for for a couple of days. And so I literally did a show talking to I don't know whom, maybe no one. I think there might have been one person on the call-in line who was listening. Occasionally people pop in. By the way, that is a teleconference line. You can always listen on the phone. Um, I don't currently take calls, but you can certainly listen there. If you ever want to hear the overtime of the show while you're listening live, you just call the call-in number and you can hear the whole show until it's done. Because sometimes I do go over, and that number, just so that you know, is 310-807-5104 for those of you listening live. So I want to tell you that um, this was quite, was a bit of a test, I think, for all of us. It's very unusual to see this occur on this network and I've been on here for for over a decade and know that so and it's just like anything in our world right now in our technological world there will occasionally be things that come up and in our lives as well for that matter and this particular issue seemed to overlap and last week's show I'm going to bring a little of it into this show I actually did last week's show which you'll never here until I do it again because it wasn't recorded um, on empathy and empathy is incredibly important and actually very much related interestingly enough to empowerment um, and because the type of empowerment I'm going to be talking about today is a softer yet very um, soft yet appropriate um, in that it's based in omnipresence, the omnipresent divine, and love, which is the omnipresent divine. That then leads to the greatest sense of not only self-worth, although that's part of it, of course, but valuing everybody else. It leads to a sense of cultural worth, of societal worth, and yes, even planetary worth. And there is a story I'm going to tell again that I told last week within this context that has to do with how do we think of ourselves as a planet, as humanity. 
Um, before I go onwards, I do want to remind people that this show, um, right at the outset, does normally air live Saturdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and on your favorite syndicate. And I just had to put out a thank you to Blog Talk Radio for highlighting um, this being a legacy program that has been on Blog Talk Radio for so many years, um, highlighting this show as number one right now on the live page, on the homepage um, under live shows. So if you're new coming to this broadcast, welcome. And you can also find the podcast on iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, a whole bunch of different um, venues, and I need to update it. And I'm actually in the in the process of upgrading my website, FrontierBeyondFear.com. You can find out more information about this show. It's still up, but I need to get some of the more recent episodes up there. So I want to tell you that there was an episode that did go out in the past week, and it was actually a test episode that I did to assist. Um, somebody else in the spiritual community um, to see how things were working. And for the first time in a very long time, I did invite a friend to come on who's been on the show multiple times, Joan Serio, and we had a really nice conversation. But upon reflecting upon it, it hasn't changed my perspective for now, certainly, on bringing on guests because this show is meant to be very spontaneous and free-flowing. And I do know, and I admire those of you who do bring on guests, I know how much preparation time that requires. And so at this point in my life, I'm not doing that anymore after having volunteered so many hours of my time for many years um, bringing on guests. So, And you can always find those guest shows in the archive. So... How does this apply to the planet? Because you'll find that this also applies to the personal at the same time. I happened, before the last Saturday's show that didn't go out, um, I happened to sit in on a Twitter space conversation. First time I'd ever gone into Twitter space um, because someone I happen to know and, in fact, have interviewed a long time ago on this show um, in the UFO community was in this chat. And so were some other people that I had kind of been paying attention to. Now, I have had a long-term interest and have spoken publicly at big venues in the past, um, you know, on, um, at, on a panel and in different ways, on the higher consciousness way of thinking about um, who we are with respect to any sort of extraterrestrial encounter um, and how we can think about what truly would be advanced, what truly would be a developed, um, admirable extraterrestrial culture were we ever to interact with one. Well, these people were talking almost exclusively, although a few people tried to raise the issue. I couldn't speak because I don't have the app. It was just on my um, computer. You can't speak in Twitter spaces, I learned, unless you do. Um, but um, they were mostly talking about 
the UFOs and UAPs that have been in the news and the different hearings, and I've talked about this on other shows too, but they were very focused on the nuts and bolts, on just the hardware, but there was more to that that really I found to be quite, in a way, disconcerting, is how easily, how immediately multiple people in this conversation were willing to surrender all of humanity's empowerment to a technologically superior species. And we're even holding that species up on a pedestal. And there were some really dark, some of the really dark stuff that you hear about, which I don't focus on. Um, But, um, you know, even almost giving that a free pass. Because, well, that's just the way it is because, you know, they're so advanced. That was the perspective. Well, here's the deal. With respect to anyone, any species, no one, I mean, sure, dark things happen in the world and it doesn't have to involve extraterrestrials. It doesn't change your worth and how you are worthy of mutual respect. And we have the opportunity now to frame how we view what a higher, so-called higher, more advanced species would be. And even on our own planet, what does that mean? And on this program, many times I have noted that it is not about technological advancement. It is not about industrial advancement. It is about spiritual maturity, spiritual development. And the problem that humanity has, and I'm sure many other species probably run into, is our technological development, our industrial development got way ahead, and it may not even have been needed, truthfully, of our spiritual maturity. And for us to put up on a pedestal some dark species, I mean, again, this is all speculative. We don't fully know what's going on here. But even um, even to imagine what species may exist out there, those of us who are aware of spirituality, who understand what that means, who understand that this is not just a material situation here on this earth, who understand that we are a part of the omnipresent divine and so is every other being and every other thing. Everything is a part of the omnipresent divine. That is love. There is nothing that can be separated. We are worthy of respect. Simple as that. And you hear these stories of just, you know, oh, 
know, just horrible things. And even if there may be some alternative explanations, I do want to once again say that um, if you understand Occam's razor, which means, you know, the simplest explanation um, is often the truth. That's not always the case, and that um, particular um, that particular way of thinking about things came up in the movie Contact, which is one of my favorite movies. Um, but in this case, there is, I believe um, it was an anesthesiologist or it was a study related to anesthesiology where they put forth what can be a rather disconcerting thing, to say the least, but that, and it is worthy of study, that at least some percentage, I mean, we can at least say this, this person was pretty much speculating that all of these situations, just all of them come from this. But we don't know that. You would have to study each case. There is a way that you can be partially conscious when you go into surgery. And what he um, proved, it was just really a remarkable thing. I need to find this article again, was how you can explain all of the things that people describe um, that are on the darker level here um, through that lens. And that doesn't mean it applies to every story, but it does apply potentially to some that you may not fully remember, but you did have some consciousness. And so, you know, some of the, the darker things you hear about can be, you know, where um, bodily, you know, being um, violated. And there's just this seemingly disimpassioned, you know, and it the way that the lights would look, the way that the people would look masked over you, um, lots of things. It, when you're in a, a not fully conscious state, I think that is a really um, logical and albeit in this case material, although the other thing they're talking about is also material and very dark, not to say that couldn't happen, but I think that some of these cases and maybe a very large percentage are due to this phenomenon that nothing actually happened apart from something in our earthly world. It's just that it was skewed within um, your memory of surgery. And so the question would then become, okay, who has had these experiences that has never had surgery? And, you know, you would have to study this on a case-by-case -case basis to try to figure this out. And it's actually something anesthesiologists really want to know because this is not something they want to occur when you go under. Um, and so they, they are motivated to study this. So uh, I digress a little bit, but that I really take, um, I don't know. That is my point of view regarding these very um, visceral stories. I don't know what's actually happening. Um, but even if that was happening, because one could speculate there could be some really dark species out there that managed to survive somehow, they have no empathy, um, they're just these cold, sterile um, beings that treat us like dirt, um, no, no. This, this is not anyone to be admired or to call advanced. It would actually be what we would call a lower vibrational species, someone actually not 
as advanced as humanity. And in saying that, I am claiming empowerment for all of humanity right there. And each and every one of us can because we are a part of humanity. The same thing goes for any mistreatment on the earth when people dis disrespect um, other people, one culture disrespects another. You know, we've had a lot of difficulties on the planet. Um, and when you claim your own worth within the realm of spirituality, which strengthens you, you can never be subject to what can be a true assault on your psyche from those who may wish to either manipulate with you or dominate you in a greater cultural way or bring you down some dark path or deceive you. There are a lot of things that happen on this world, and we are going through a very dark time in our history where a lot of that is going on. And we need to claim who we are within the spiritual realm. Even if we weren't spiritual at all, you know, it's sad, but even material beings deserve to have worth. But thankfully, there's much more to it. And spirituality gives us strength. That's why some of the most oppressive um, ways of thought on the planet um, things that just, you know, were many, many thousands of people were killed. A lot of times um, spirituality was not viewed as a positive thing because those who knew of their spiritual worth, they weren't going to elevate any man, any dictator, any dominant oppressor. Um, it's happened many times in our history, sadly, um, above the divine. And there certainly have been cultures where, you know, the monarch or the emperor claimed to be divine in a way that oppressed you over you. Well, that has nothing to do with the omnipresent divine because that is within all of us. And we can only have truly compassion for those who are having such a challenging soul journey on this planet and, you know, we can talk about soul journeys and how there are soul agreements and a lot of things like that. That gets pretty complex. But we can certainly have empathy for those who are just not on this particular journey in their particular lifetime are not going to discover spirituality along their path. And that can happen in a very mundane way. I mean, it doesn't have to be some dictator somewhere that led a very dark life. And, um, you know, for those who believe in reincarnation, um, you know, there, there are many lives that are lived and some are um, on a higher path than others. And that's for any soul. So I just wanted to address this. That is the societal way. Now, there's every other way within relationships. We all do this imperfectly. Let me say that too. It's really natural for whatever reason because of past wounds that we may have to allow ourselves to be disempowered, to allow. That is always a lack of understanding just how beloved each and every one of us is. 
when you realize just how loved you are, just how worthy of love you are, just how special you are as a created soul, as a trajectory, like a ray of light. I think of every life as a ray of light that just continues. We don't fully understand how it all works when we get to the other side. I mean, we've been able to see some things, but nobody's actually stayed there. And I've talked about this multiple times. We get glimpses. We get um, intuitive glimpses as well. But I can guarantee when you actually get there and stay there um, or there for any amount of time, it will all become much more clear. And we don't have all that clarity now. Through a mirror darkly, we see, just like 1 Corinthians 13, a passage I've gone over many times, reminds us we are not meant to see everything while we're here. And that's one of the reasons we're here. We are here to grow. If we didn't want to um, put behind a veil um, the greater aspects, the more visible, obvious aspects of the divine, we wouldn't be here at all. But we're here to learn and to grow. And it's a very intricate situation that we're in on this planet. It's not easily explained. This is what I often refer to as the great question, the big question. Uh, many an atheist, many an agnostic has become that way based on this question. You know, why do so many bad things happen on the earth? How could there be any kind of divinity that would be loving involved? The only way I've ever been able to come to terms with that is that you are here as a soul by choice, number one. Number two, this is a free choice experiment here, and it is a growth exercise is what it is. When you are here and probably other planets as well, um, when beings are here, they are here to learn, and we made a decision that there would be at least some degree of free choice here. That then leads to darker choices. That then leads to wounds that lead to darker choices. And the question is, can we find our way to healing, growth, and love? Can we change through a life? What will we learn? What are we teaching one another while we're here in our interactions? There, It's a very um, intricate situation here that we've created but we are not simple beings we have a reason for being here and everything must involve our free choice and if we became more advanced spiritually more mature spiritually on this planet we would realize that's also how we are to live. But that also does involve um, recognizing, you know, when when um, we're harming one another and how do you deal with that? These are very difficult questions and we haven't 
generally handled it well. A lot of things that happen on the earth have to do with vengeance. Most wars have to do with vengeance, probably all wars. Yes, they can have to do with opportunism and and that as well, and greed and wanting somebody else's property and all of that. Um, It can have to do with survival, but a great amount that what really fuels the intensity of war is the need for vengeance. And that also skews our justice as well, because we don't um, think about um, the nuances of cases. If someone was actually aware, for example, of, um, of what they were doing, far too often that isn't taken into an account. There should be no accidental crimes, essentially. That's not, um, that doesn't make any sense. So, and also, we should have a system of justice that's based on growth and on um, rehabilitation and restorative justice as opposed to punitive, because punitive is only about someone has to pay and it's vengeance and it just um, goes down a very dark path after that. And that's why we have so many wars and because, you know, Bad things happen in war, and people get upset, of course. And so what happens? It just keeps going and going. And some conflicts have literally gone on for centuries um, that have never really been resolved. Things just go under the surface, then they reemerge. When we mature as a species, those things will start to fall away. In fact, that will be the sign of our maturing. Some species may not make it. Um, I would tend to believe that some would, but we've put ourselves in a very dangerous situation in the world right now, and we don't know if we're going to make it. Um, But I can say that probably some will, and the question would be for those who do, how are they going to live? Um, If you were stripped of all technology and industrialization and yet you were gifted somehow the impetus, because we've needed this impetus, we've thrown it away far too often to pursue spirituality, spiritual growth, spiritual potential as the number one goal, that would change everything. If we valued empathy, if we understood that vengeance is drive. Those are our lower instincts, all of those things. It's very natural um, to feel when we're tired, when we're wounded, whatever, things happen. We say things we don't mean, but the thing is, we have got to find our way more and more to valuing our worth. And I mentioned boundaries. There are boundaries on multiple levels. In almost every situation, and when you know your self-worth, and that's true on a cultural, societal level, and actually on a planetary level as well, do you mean to tell me, and this is what bothered me about this Twitter conversation I heard, it was like they were just willing to accept, you know, the most disgraceful treatment of humanity and even elevate that on a pedestal and say, well, they're more advanced. I am sorry absolutely not absolutely not 
claim your worth. Claim your worth. And that is true in every situation. You can love one another. In fact, that is we are called to love one another. You can have empathy, but you need to claim your worth. You are worthy of respect. Others are worthy of mutual caring and respect. Those are the best relationships when that exists. And we are all growing in maturity towards what this is. I'm not going to go far into overtime today. Um, It's been a very busy week for me, and um, I'm glad that this show came out well uh, because I actually started out this morning rather tired, but I, as usual, the show energizes me. I will once again remind you, FrontierBeyondFear.com is where you can find more about this show. LightedBridge.com is another site. That is my personal work there. Um, and both of those sites you can go to. I have others as well that I'm going to be putting out more um, as I continue to develop my personal work more. That's part of loving yourself, by the way, is to, to continue. You may have a day job, so to speak, but if you feel called in that in parallel to be developing your personal work, do so. I will be here again next Saturday. This show airs live at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And thank you again, live audience, for being here today. And thank you also to those of you who are listening across time in the podcast. So with that said, I'm going to end today's show. And I hope wherever this show finds you, whenever this show finds you, You think about your worth. You think about it. You think about what would be um, ideal in every situation where there is mutual respect. And especially as we face so many difficult things, although the microcosm and the macrocosm are related, how are we? going to go forward on this planet. Once you know that we are inseparable from the omnipresent divine, you will know that there will be a way. And that way will be based in unconditional love, empathy, and respect. Take care, everyone. I will see you next time. 